I really feel like without DCS, I wouldn't have done a lot of things. I wouldn't have been bold enough to do a lot of things for myself, like start my own blog or realize that I really enjoy writing or realize like I want to give back to other people. So I came back here because I want to be a part of the reason why like um, students feel like they can be them, their best selves and realize that they have the potential to be great and to realize that they are more than just statistics. Like they have the potential to do what they want to do. They just need that push. And I think DCS helps give that push. Episode. It well, hey, it's post lunch. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Delaware College Scholars Podcast. I am your humble and hungry host, Jake Myers, along with my esteemed co-host Jordan Isaiah Bonner the first. What's so we, up? So we still using the same tagline, hungry, hungry and hungry and humble, humble. But you had lunch already. But uh, like, but like, I'm you hungry. Still, you hungry? Like you want more? Nah, like I'm like in life, I'm hungry. You hungry? Just okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, my name is Hadi. <laughs> I should have introduced you. Sorry, um, I'm not a great host. He's better than me. <laughs> but yes, introduce yourself, Hadi. Um, so my full name is Hadiatu, but my nickname is Hadi. Uh, I go to Capital University, study nursing, ma- a major in nursing, minor in psychology. Okay, all right. And I live in Ohio. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Oh, I'm starting it. Okay. Are you- uh, so, with all of our guests. Uh, but, but in all seriousness, um, how did you first hear about Delaware College Scholars and ultimately what motivated you to apply and attend? Um, so I actually never had like, prior to receiving the letter in the mail, I have never heard of Delaware College Scholars, which kind of interests me. But when I read the letter and they said, like they mentioned St. Andrew's School and living on campus, I was like, wow, I never heard of this. And my dad heard of it and he told me to apply for it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to apply for it. But I didn't think I was going to get in. Because I knew it was very selective, so. What did you expect when you arrived on campus? I didn't, I honestly didn't know what to expect because I knew they said that it was going to be a college experience and I never, like, I didn't have anyone in my family who went to college, so I'm like, what is the college experience? So I was actually, like, really nervous, but at the same time, I was, like, excited because I'm like, okay, this is, like, an opportunity for me to learn and grow and know what to expect before I even get to college. So kind of like a head start in a way. How was your first year in adjusting to being away from home and on campus at St. Andrews? It was actually a good experience. I would say I was very nervous and anxious because it was my first time being away from my family by myself. So emotionally, I was a little scared. And then also, I only knew like one person that went to my high school that came here. So that kind of helped. But other than that, I was very shy, nervous, and I didn't know what to expect. And I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to keep up because I knew it was rigorous and I'm like okay my high school didn't really challenge me so I don't know if this would be too challenging you know what I mean but yeah in what ways did DCS challenge you whether it was a humanity standpoint whether it was a math slash SAT standpoint social yeah or like I think the biggest one that we've touched on with a few people is is breaking out of their shell Mm -hmm. and sort of becoming comfortable with being a bit uncomfortable. I think DCS definitely taught me to 
break out of my shell and be comfortable with being uncomfortable very early because I was like really shy and I was someone who usually would have thoughts in her mind but I wouldn't really express them because I'm like I don't need to <laughs> unless I have to but DCS especially in humanities I realized like I really enjoyed writing and DCS helped me realize that um in humanities I really enjoyed the discussions that we had and I loved hearing from other people's perspectives and it was something that my high school was lacking like we didn't do that in the stories that we read here we didn't read those type of stories at my high school and we didn't talk about them the way we did here so it kind of made learning feel different for me and more enjoyable here compared to my high school um in terms of like another thing like social skills like I feel like it forced me to kind of like it pushed me to be more outgoing in a way. Not like I'm, I was too scared to talk to people, but before I wouldn't really go out and talk to people. But now it's like I can if I want to, even though I'm still like, I still consider myself introverted, but I can be extroverted if I want to. And I think DCS really helped me realize that. And another thing with DCS is that it helped me realize my potential to grow and to be better, like to be a better version of myself. Because it's like every night I would have readings to do, I had math to do, but I would get it done at a certain amount of time. Like 10 o'clock, I would be able to submit a six page paper. Like in high school, like usually they give you like a week to do that. Like, but here it was like every night. So it was like the expectations were high and the bar was set high, but it helped me realize like, wow, I can do this. Like I can do, I can do this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it made me feel good. I feel like it gave me a boost in confidence in terms of my academic skills and just my potential in general. So the high um, academic expectations coupled with sort of your ability to put yourself in uncomfortable situations, mm -hmm. right? How has that translated to now, you know, going into your junior year at Capitol? Well, I would say, first of all, it's definitely forcing me to be more, well, it's pushing me to be more open with joining different extracurricular activities and also asking, not being afraid to ask for help when I need it. And mm -hmm. I think that's mo one of the most important things because one thing I've noticed when I've gone, gone like as I've go been going through college, I've noticed that a lot of people are scared to be wrong and they're scared to question I'm not though. Mm -hmm. And I think DCS helped me like realize like it's not it's not it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to not know the answer. Right. But it's what you do afterwards that matters. Mm -hmm. So like I think that's definitely something that DCS has helped me with in terms of preparing for my junior year. Like I'm really not as scared to be wrong, especially with the major that I'm in with nursing and going to clinicals. Like there's so many things you have to learn. So being able to break out of that shell is very important in terms of growing. Um and like learning mm. so yeah you think you would have left like to go to ohio had you not gone through dcs i think hmm i think i would i would have i don't know i think a lot of things wouldn't have happened for me if i didn't go through dcs like a lot of like being like bold enough to apply for certain schools like i don't know if i would have even found my school if it wasn't for dcs um or like had the courage to even apply to the school of nursing because it's like the standards are so high and it's like so much self self doubt doubt that I've had before DCS but like I feel like DCS kind of made it like go away like mm. I don't have that self doubt anymore like it's like either I go for it or I don't. Why capital? Um, so I chose capital because well one I was moving there already yeah. um, and then also it was a small liberal arts school I knew I wanted a small space like going through like DCS and knowing like the class sizes were really small and intimate like having that student teacher ratio the small student teacher ratio 
Um, and also with Capital, they have like um, free academic tutoring. So it's like with every class that I take, I can have access to a tutor, like someone who got an A in the class that's like my age that can help me understand the material, even if the professor isn't understanding, like helping me understand that material that well. Um, also, it's a liberal arts school, and I knew I wanted to get like a more holistic education. So that's why I chose Capital. And it was in the city too, it was not too far from home. So I'm like, that's convenient. At what point in your life did you? want a career in the medical field and why nursing this is a very <laughs> this is a, like sentimental question so like I realized I didn't always know I wanted to be a nurse because I literally my mom's a nurse and I told her I'm never going to be a nurse and like I ended up going to nursing school <laughs> but I so I chose nursing because of nurse midwifery and this basically when I was like 13 years old in the seventh grade, one of my aunts back home, she passed away to like uter uterus cancer and she had like three kids and she left. They were babies like they were young kids. And in a way that kind of like built like they put a fuel inside of me. I'm like, why is this happening? Like, that's not fair. If they were here, how would things be different and stuff like that in terms of the healthcare system? So. That's when I looked up, I did my research and I found out nurse midwifery is a thing where it's like basically you're like a doctor, but for women who are pregnant and like babies up to 28 days years old. So because of that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be that. So I have to get my bachelor's in nursing in order to go through that. But that's the reason why I um, chose nursing because I want to make a difference in terms of helping developing countries have better access to quality healthcare in terms of like women and babies. So like I want to eventually start my own nonprofit organization where I can do that and give back. But that's why I chose nursing. I want to be a labor and delivery nurse when I get my bachelor's, by the way. <laughs> so when I go to grad school, I'll get my midwifery license. But yeah. So have you, so, so when you say uh, like the goal is to form like the nonprofit, I guess, can you expand upon that? Like, how much thought have you given to said nonprofit? Do you have a vision for where you would like this nonprofit to be located? And, like, yeah. So I've spoke to my cousin. She's studying social work and pre-med as well. And we have, like, the same goal of, like, giving back. So we want to build a hospital in Guinea, okay. um, which is in West Africa, and basically have, like, a team of, like, medical like doctors social workers etc because there's a lot here in america sure and like just form a team and like do that there because we already have the land there so all we have to do is just build it but yeah and there's definitely um other people who have the same vision as me in terms of that like i've met people there's a guinean medical society that i'm a part of and they all have that same goal that same common goal so i feel like forming together with people and giving back would be so you feel like you have a squad that when all you guys sort of get what you need to get from like a license standpoint, yeah, you guys can do it. Yeah. So that's cool. Has there been, just because I know we have a lot of students and, and Jordan can reference like the percentage of students, I think it's like 60% of DCS kids are sort of interested in the medical field in, in, in some aspect. What, what's been the biggest challenge in that field, knowing that especially early on in college, they're trying to weed kids out. Mm -hmm. So how were you able to sort of navigate that other than being brilliant and hardworking, but like what was there a specific challenge that you faced in the medical field early on in college and were you able to overcome it or has it just been a breeze for you? Um, I would say the testing with nursing. So like 
this semester, this past semester in the spring, I started clinicals and I started like my real nursing class. So like with nursing, it's very challenging because the way they ask questions is not the same as they would before. Like you have to do a lot of application questions and it's really hard if you haven't experienced that. So I would say that's been one of my worries, like just getting my test scores up there, like how they used to be, because I'm, I'm still adjusting and learning how to answer questions or how to think about the questions. Also, within like in the clinical experience, I noticed that I'm not very like, I'm like, I give off this vibe where I'm like very like introverted and stuff, but like with patients, you have to be able to interact with them. You have to talk to them. You have to be like, your, your nonverbal communication really does matter because they have to be comfortable with communicating things with you. So I feel like the clinical experience has definitely um, made me realize some of the things that I should improve on in terms of just like when I'm a nurse and like practicing. Um, uh, another thing I would say is hard is just keeping up with like multitasking so like in nursing school it's like a lot of things going on like I work I have siblings that I um help out in the house with I have like my own responsibilities so it's like just balance have finding that balance is really hard and I have to study more consistently than before like every day I'm expected to be studying a certain amount of work so it's a lot but honestly I would say just being more self-aware and like looking for ways to improve and also finding new strategies in terms of studying because what worked for me before doesn't work for me now which is i mean i think that attests to sort of your self-awareness right mm -hmm. to to notice that um maybe talk about some of those strategies those study strategies or how you manage your time because i know a lot of uh students even myself mm -hmm. you know a lot of us deal with that so how how are you applying that to your to your schedule and your sort of daily life um so in terms of managing my time I have a google sheet where I keep track of like so I keep I have like first of all I have a planner I use in the beginning of the semester I always like fill out every assignment that's due when it's due when I have the big exams when I have the big tests and also like when I work or if I have something else going on I put that all in there and then I have a google sheet that I update weekly like consistent like every Sunday like I have to do this from this time to this time I put in all the assignments that are due that week the times of my classes any of the zoom links etc and I just go through that and I also have like a to-do list at the top so I know exactly what I need to do some of something that's kind of challenging low-key is trying to navigate how much I put in the top to do to-do list box for the day because sometimes I'll put more in and then I'll get it like really sad if I don't finish everything right, but right. it's like only so much time in the day but yeah that's what I do and that for my school schedule like for just for school in general that works for me I use Google Calendar for like major events and stuff um, other than that, I also study yeah. strategy. I'm working on this. I'm I'm trying to implement this more for next semester. But what I do is before, like 15 minutes before my class starts, I review the notes. Like I review the PowerPoint that the professor has just so like I know what to expect. And then 15 minutes after, I'll review the notes again just to keep it fresh in my memory. And then I move on if I have the time. I'm not very consistent with it, but like I've noticed that it did help me a lot when I was taking chemistry and stuff. Um, another thing that I do is I try to make objectives. So like a lot of times when it comes to like the beginning of the chapters of a textbook or like the 
the course page, like the professor will have like a list of objectives there for you. This has been the most helpful thing. They'll have like the list of um, objectives there for you. And basically with those objectives is what you're expected to learn. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is I'll put that, I'll copy and paste that and put that in a Google sheet. And once I put in a Google sheet in order to prepare for the exam, I will fill it out based off the PowerPoints from the class and stuff like that. And by doing this, it's been really helpful for like one of my classes. I got like A's on all the exams just because I did that. Like I will only focus on that. So that helped me a lot, but it only worked for like certain classes, not all of them. Like for my nursing fundamentals class, the one with the clinical, that one was like, I had to like, I had to do a lot more like in order to like understand the knowledge and stuff. Right. So I would basically make the PowerPoint like an outline instead of making it just PowerPoint and I'll print it out and then I'll go through it and read it and I'll highlight and highlight what I think is important, make note mm -hmm. of things. And I would do that the day before like, I would make sure I study in advance, too. That's another yeah. thing I wanted to know. Like, I can't cram anymore. Like, I used to do that before, but it won't work anymore. Like, it's not going to fly. So I have to, like, plan my days ahead. Like, okay, from like, at least a week in advance, try to study for the exam. Like, this day I'm going to study these two PowerPoints, and the next day I'll study these two PowerPoints. I'll try to make sure, like, the day, like at least two days before the exams, I should not be trying to review new content. I should just be reviewing the old content. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. And I think that requires you to be disciplined, mm -hmm. right? And nimble in terms of one, understanding that the way you study for one class is not the same way you could study for another. And in mm -hmm. high school, you can get away with that, right? Mm -hmm. But when you are dealing with more advanced concepts and mm -hmm. different curriculum, mm -hmm. you have to you have to make that adjustment. What does it mean to for you to have or to eventually have an organization for individuals in Guinea? who may not have access to adequate health care. What does that mean to you? I think it means it means a lot to me, like, sentimentally, because it's, like, I know, like, I'm, I'm, like, reducing the chances of someone else going through what my little cousins went through or, like, other families experiencing that. And also, I feel like it's... It could be inspirational for them to try and do something similar for their community or try to do something that has impact for other people. And also, I feel like it will really emphasize the power of giving and the power of charity because I think of it more so as charity because you're spreading like not only are you providing resources but you're giving them a means of education and I think you can do a lot with education so yeah it means a lot to me honestly I think like that's like a um it means a lot yeah. it means a lot yeah. yeah you're obviously I don't know in speaking with you and learning more about you from my conversation with Jordan and you here during the last 20 minutes, it's pretty clear that you are a special person. Um, and I guess I'm curious as somebody that has a really bright future ahead of them in the medical field, why in the world are you here in Dover, Delaware for three weeks being a student advisor? <laughs> um. So the reason why I'm here is because I want to be a part of the reason why scholars see the potential in themselves, like DCS helped me see the potential in me. I really feel like without DCS, I wouldn't have done a lot of things. I wouldn't have been bold enough to do a lot of things for myself, like start my own blog or realize that I really enjoy writing or realize like I want to give back to other people. So I came back here because I want to be a part of the reason why like um, students feel like 
they can be them, their best selves and realize that they have the potential to be great and to realize that they are more than just statistics. Like they have the potential to do what they want to do. They just need that push. And I think DCS helps give that push. What do you enjoy most about writing? I feel like I love the I love how impactful writing can be for other people. Um, and I love how there's different types. So like there's poetry, there's like blogs, there's like inspirational pieces. And I feel like you can do so much with writing. And I like the, with the humanities, like when you read something, one person can have like one interpretation of a, a story and then another person can have another interpretation. And I really love like hearing other people's perspectives on things because it shows me where your mind's at and it shows me where your head's at. And I just genuinely enjoy it. Like I just love learning about what other people are thinking and why they're thinking it. Because like I wouldn't think it, so why are you thinking it? Why did you start your blog? I started my blog because I realized like two th there's two things that really changed me as a person in terms of developing like on a spiritual level and just like personal development genuinely. I would say like um, self-discovery, which kind of ties in with um, self-awareness and then open-mindedness, which is like being aware of like other people's perceptions, other people's thoughts, other people's wants. I feel like those two things help me grow as a person and understand the world better, like through my lens, like understand like what the world is, why the world is the way it is, and just helping me become a better version of me. And I think my blog is really there to give people that push where it's like, okay, I can be better, but how can I be better? Like, how can I be better for my own self through my own lens, not through what I want, but like through what they want, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So it's like self-discovery really has to do with what like identifying what you as a person you as an individual you as your unique self what do you need why do you need it kind of finding that feel and then open-mindedness has to do with more so issues in the world that we might not be aware of but they're there they're present so we need to address it so yeah that's why i started my vlog <laughs> yeah what does hottie need <laughs> um i would say I think I just need to be more spiritually woke and um, more aware of my surroundings in terms of like other people's other people's perceptions, like other people's perceptions, other people's ideals, just so I can understand them better. Better, because I feel like the world would be like so much more of a better place if people were more open-minded. Like, open-mindedness doesn't necessarily mean you have to agree with what someone's doing, but it's just, like, the form of, like, understanding it would help a lot. Like, I feel like it would cause a lot of, like, world peace if a lot of people were more open-minded. Uh, I have one last question before we transition to sort of the rapid-fire part of the interview. Tell our audience one successful moment that you've had as a student advisor, whether it's a positive interaction with a student with homework and advisory, just what's one positive moment where you're like, I hit that out of the ballpark? I would say one positive moment would be breaking, like helping a student break out of their shell. So like in the beginning of the week, the student was more closed off and stuff. And I talked to the student personally and they told me like why they felt closed off and stuff. And afterwards, after I gave them advice, so they were shy kind of like me so I kind of put them in my position and I told them like oh this is only one week like you only have this amount of time but with this time like you have to make the best out of it and just see where it can take you like what's the worst that can happen and because of that they started being more open they started being more open with me but then I 
kind of directed them to someone else and they started being more out there. So I think that helped a lot. And also like with the group chat and stuff, they were interacting a lot. And I really liked seeing that bond. They were, they were, really, they were really nice to each other. So we're at our Mad Minute segment, which is rapid fire uh, questions. Um, she probably hasn't listened to the podcast, so she's a fraud. So yep. three, out of, three out of three six, out of, fraud, yep. or three out of seven, four out of seven. You don't know what we're talking about, do you? No. Okay, rapid fire questions. He'll, he'll start it off. <laughs> Your favorite pastime activity? Dang. Uh, <laughs> um... Uh, walking. Okay. I do. I like walking. Are we a fast walker or are we a slow walker? I would say, f- I, I have my moments. Sometimes I stop and look at like the lake, not the lake, but like the walk ponds and stuff. Or look at the sunset. I really get distracted by the sunset. I love watching the sunset. But yeah, walking. I love that. I love walking. It helps a lot. Favorite, do you, what do you watch TV? So favorite like TV show or movie? Power. How, okay. All right. <laughs> movie, I love Rush Hour. All good three. One. That's yeah. a good one. You can keep going. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Favorite. Go off that. Favorite meal. Oh, salmon, broccoli. Okay. And potatoes. Yeah. So we're healthy. (laughs) Yeah, I try not to eat meat. Favorite song. Dang. Waving flag. Most influential teacher. Mrs. Pinkston. What did you want to be when you were five? A makeup artist. What? Oh, wow. A cosmetologist, yeah. I wanted to be a cosmetologist. <laughs> okay, we got to talk about that after. <laughs> Three Maybe. words to describe yourself. You. I would say I'm reserved, a great listener. I don't know what the third one would be. I guess kind of ambitious. Three words to describe your DCS experience as a student and or as an advisor. Learner. Well, learning. Hardworking, enthusiastic. So the ring the bell segment. These are the last. I mean, these are the same two questions that we, you know, ask. And again, uh, you would know this if you listen, but because you're a fraud. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I, it, it, it's now an ongoing game right. that I, I have with our people that don't listen. Um. So same two questions we ask every uh, guest speaker. So what advice would you give your 16 year old self? One piece. One, One piece, piece of advice. advice. Trying it is not going to kill you, so do it. Like, just do it. It's been a consistent theme today. Nike. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> Nike we... should sponsor yeah. us. We, we get about 150 downloads per episode, so <laughs> if you want to give us five bucks per episode, that'd be awesome. Last question. What's your why? What's your purpose in life? Why do you do what you do? You've answered it kind of throughout, but... I do it because it's what my religion teaches me to give back in forms of charity and also just look at life from a certain perspective of where like this life is temporary, it's short, so enjoy it and be good to people. But yeah. Awesome. Well, this was good. Thank you for joining us today, <laughs> Hadi. Um, Maybe you'll listen to your episode. Right. <laughs> do you, do you, do you like to hear yourself speak? <laughs> no. No, yep, this is going to be a first. Um, but no, thank you for, for real. Uh, this was a great conversation. Thank and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.